0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Choate, joined by Robert Stewart. We're live at Walker Stadium, and the brooms are out. Arkansas just swept Tennessee. Swept Tennessee. Arkansas swept Tennessee. Talk talk about your emotions right now. (laughs) I just want to say shout-out to the Razorbacks, first of all. Um, This is from a 100% non-homer perspective. Like, if Arkansas was to get swept this weekend, you know, I would give Tennessee their flowers. It's just a great a great weekend when Tennessee gets swept by anybody. But for it to happen here at Baumwalker Stadium against the Arkansas Razorbacks, who threw seven arms, it only took seven, really, could have been six. Dylan Carter kind of, you know, had a, a rough ninth inning. There on Sunday, which is today when we're recording. I mean, he also threw like 64 pitches. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not really his fault. But uh, shout out to the Razorbacks. Arkansas swept Tennessee.
1: You want to, you know, normally the, my, my bit at the end of the show is to talk about what else happened in the conference. But you, would you like to share with, with the people the stat you shared with me about how many teams in the SEC got swept this weekend?
0: Yeah, let me share this with the class. Uh, Arkansas is the only team in the SEC to get a sweep. Swept the Tennessee Volunteers. Arkansas swept Tennessee. Tennessee got swept
1: by Arkansas. Active voice, passive voice. However you want to, <laughs> however you want to say it. Here's that's what thing.
0: happened. Arkansas, what, 29 and seven, 11 and four in conference play. Sole possession of first place in the SEC West by thank, a game and a half. Thank you, weather in uh, Columbia, Columbia yeah. South Carolina. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean this. It's you can't say enough about the way that this Arkansas team. Uh, has really fought through adversity because you think about it, coming into this series, you don't have arguably your best hitter. Now, I know Jace Borfin statistically, I mean, he's just having an incredible year. But Jared Wagner uh, comes into the weekend, uh, you know, you weren't 100% sure, I guess it was 50-50 whether he could have played on Friday with a a thumb injury he sustained on Tuesday. And now, you know, for those who don't know, we learned on Saturday night that, you know, he's going to get an opinion from a hand doctor. And you're looking at three to four weeks, which I don't. So that's what David Horn said on Saturday. I don't know how the timeline works, but now David Horn said on Sunday that it's probably going to be the last series of the week or the last series of the season that they'll have him back 100 percent, hopefully.
1: So that's. I mean, they got four, four weekends before that. That that'll be in Nashville against Vanderbilt. So they got to get through Georgia, Texas A&M, um, Mississippi, State Mississippi State, and South Carolina. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we let off the show last time with, you know, that's that's the big news is is Jared Wagner has a thumb injury. Um, you know, 50-50 appeared to be a, 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 a bad miscalculation. I don't know if it was bad.
0: I feel like at the time they probably thought so because I'm sure they were hearing from Jared like, hey, I'm fine. Like, I can fight through this.
1: And well, then, sure, but you know, the way you, it turned out. Yeah,
0: you go see a doctor and then it's like, hey, three to four weeks. So now the injury bug continues to bite Arkansas – but Arkansas continues to say, screw you, injury bug. We're going to keep winning. Like, that's just how it's going for Arkansas. It's an incredible coaching job from Dave Van Horn, first of all. But it's been an incredible job from this roster for guys to step up. Gage Wood. I think Gage Wood is what we need to lead off with. Um, can, can I throw one more thing oh in there about gosh. Wagner? Okay. It would have been so great to transition to Gage Wood like that.
1: But here, here comes Robert with the Wagner stuff. Listen. Ben McLaughlin gets inserted into the lineup, leads the team in hits this weekend. Yeah, no, that was great. Gage Wood. Gage Wood. Gage Wood has arrived. Two consecutive nine-out saves for the freshman from Batesville. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, we, we had some discussion about this on the, on the Hogbeat message board last week because I didn't write about him in my takeaway story. You know, it, it, was, it was a matter of confidence with, uh, with Gage Wood. You know, you never knew what you were going to get. Um, throughout the first half of the season, and then, you know, that's that's not three straight outings that he's he's given you exactly you know what you hoped to get out of him. So, um, you know, Dave Van Horn talked about it Saturday. He's he's mentally turned the corner. He's he's decided to grow up, uh, so to speak, something like that. Um, and I mean, if like I I think the only the only question mark at this point is. Will McIntyre in in you know, the the Friday Saturday equation? Like if he can give you anywhere close to what he was able to give you Saturday, then you know it, it feels like they can just go Holland Smith Friday and then McIntyre Wood Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I I'm really 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 buying into Gage Wood. I know, I mean, he's got the stuff for sure. You know, we knew he had the fastball.
1: Chase Borfin confirmed by the way. He's yeah. got swing and miss stuff. No,
0: he's got swing and miss stuff. Gage was like, I mean, I guess they, they tell me I got swing and missed stuff. I just, oh, go throw the, I just go throw the ball. <laughs> and then Jason's like, he's got swing and missed stuff. So, uh, but no, Gage Wood, uh, let's see. His last three outings, three saves, that now leads the team with three saves. Uh, he's just been very, very impressive. Turned the corner mentally. I, we're putting Gage Wood on Gold Spikes Award winner watch. I think we need to stop going ahead and declaring guys as Golden Spikes Award winner. Just put them on watch. That's probably fair. We're putting Gage Wood on Golden Spikes Award winner watch. Are we going to put a year on it? No. Okay. Because with, with college baseball, years are so weird now. But, I mean, like, the way Gage Wood is going, he's only going to be here for three years. Unless he ends up being a draft-eligible sophomore, which I don't know.
1: Well, yes, but I was also going to say, like, what if he gets it as a sophomore? No, yeah, that, I mean, that could happen. You're leaving that in the equation. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: okay, so let's, let's, go, let's go through the rundown uh 5-2 win on Friday, 6-3 win on Saturday, 7-2 win on Sunday. That's the sweep for Arkansas. Let's start with Friday. Hunter Holland was on again and then Hagen Smith came in and I mean that that might be the most dominant we've seen Hagen Smith at Arkansas in his in his, you know, year and a half.
1: Yeah, that was something else. I mean, he struck out 7 of the 10 guys he faced. What was the only issue he had? He Oh, that's right. He gave up a, a, a single off himself to, to Maui Ahuna. It was one of those that Peyton Soval just couldn't corral, um, you know, in time to make the play. Nobody's, nobody's fault there. But, uh, I mean, strikes out the side in the eighth, two in the seventh, and a uh, little looking looking K for, for number seven and, and out number 27 there in the ninth. Um, that, that is just – to to have that left handed combination with him and Hunter Holland is, is remarkable. And and you know, while while we're talking about Holland, um rough first inning, you know, we thought we thought he was over his uh his early struggles. That was the snapped a, a streak of five starts with a zero for him, I believe, I wrote, uh, earlier in the weekend. Um but that was that was the extent of the issues he had really. I mean he he threw five shutout innings after that. Ended up with his third quality start in five outings in, in conference play. And uh, that that's ace material.
0: Yeah, no, Hagen, not Hagen Holland. Hunter Holland is – I mean, he's a bona fide ace. He is. He's an ace. He's the ace of this Arkansas pitching staff. They're going to keep going with him on Friday. Uh, then you look at it. So, he gave up the two runs. And then Arkansas gets
1: three in the bottom of the third. Thanks to a comedy of errors.
0: Yeah, I mean, Tennessee could not feel the ball all weekend. Uh, but – uh, you know, you had the errors, but you also had a Josenberger home run in the inning.
1: Yes. So, that was huge. That was his sixth of the year. But I feel like those errors were particularly costly because it allowed Parker Rowland and John Bolton to reach in the same inning.
0: Yeah, by the way, if you're another SEC team, and this is no slight of, to, to John Bolton or friend of the program, Parker Rowland, what are you doing giving those guys free passes?
1: To be fair, Rowland didn't have a hit.
0: That but, No, but, that, but I'm saying, like, just in general on the weekend. Like – I mean, how many how many walks did Bolton have on the weekend? I know he got hit by a pitch.
1: Bolton two free passes Saturday, two walks, and a walk on Sunday.
0: And he had a hit by pitch. Uh, how many times did he reach base on the weekend?
1: Well, there was that fielder's choice Friday that should have been probably a double play. I know you can't assume it, but uh, so there was that two free passes Saturday, infield single, and a walk on Sunday. So he was on base five times, but. Four of those counted toward his OBP.
0: Okay, good for John Bolton though. Big, I mean statistically, big weekend for John Bolton.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean he scored what twice, right? Three times. He scored in every game. Yeah, good for John Bolton.
0: Um, but let's get back to Friday's game. Wrap it up real quick. So uh, you had three in the bottom of the third, and then you played
1: one in the fourth and the fifth. Chase Borfin. Well, there was the uh, another unearned run in the for- in the fourth, and then Chase Borfin extended his home run streak to three. Mm-hmm. and gets some, the, the love of Cespedes Family Barbecue. How
0: about that? He's very deserving of it. I think we're, we ourselves are also guilty of not talking about how good Jace Borfin has been. He has been incredible this year.
1: I mean, I feel like it you know, it almost goes without saying, but you know, at the same time, he's, he's hitting what? Pull up the stats here. 400-something? Yeah, let me, let me pull up the stats.
0: Let me pull it up. I'm pulling it up. He is hitting 402. Uh he's slugging seven fifty. He's got a five thirty three OBP. Uh he's got ten home runs, thirty two RBI, forty runs, forty five hits, nine doubles. Yeah. Twenty three walks, twelve hit by pitch.
1: This is this is not the case anymore, but I was looking at my stat page after Saturday's game when he extended it to four uh four straight games with a home run. In the month of April, entering Sunday's game, he was slugging a thousand.
0: That's incredible.
1: He's currently slugging nine oh nine, so it's still very good.
0: Um, yeah, so Jays Borough. And then we already talked about the pitching. That's how you win on Friday. Let's go to Saturday. Saturday, Will McIntyre gives you a six strong.
1: I mean, very, very reminiscent of what we saw from Hunter Holland the day before. Um, you know, gave up gave up one there in the first. Long, long inning there in the first, stranded a couple. Um, and then he bounced back to get through six and give you a quality start. I mean, I can't remember what exactly I tweeted. 47 pitches in the first two innings and 54 in the last four. That might have been about Holland, though. Anyway, mm. um, the, I mean, it was the same thing with McIntyre. Uh, he, he got himself a lead there in the first inning, started pitching more comfortably. Uh, lead goes up to 3-1 there in the fifth. Gives up a solo shot to lead it off in the sixth. Really no problem. I mean, that, that was the only – only runs he gave up were leadoff home runs. So, yeah. you know what they say, solo shots don't kill you.
0: They do not kill you. And uh, shout out to the Arkansas offense for plating two in the bottom of the first just to, like, give him some run support.
1: Against Chase Dolander, too. I mean, we yeah. talked about it with Brian Shumpert um, on the last episode. You know, he, Dolander hasn't been, you know, the, the guy everybody thought was going number two in the draft this year. But um, Tavian Josenberger with a, what, third 11-pitch walk?
0: Uh, I think it was 11, yes. 11
1: pitch walk to, to lead it off down 1-0 in the first, and then Jace Borfin does his thing again. I mean, he, he hit the crap out of that ball. It was like 447 feet, 105 miles an hour.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jace Borfin is Jace, – that, Jace that guy can f and play, that that dude.
1: Jace I'm, I'm glad he enjoyed that story.
0: Now I Jace Borfin, man, I, I don't know what else to say about him. He's been incredible. He deserves all the recognition that he will likely get moving forward. Uh, after, you know, performing well against a good team in, in Tennessee. Uh, so, Tony, Tony
1: Vitello called him the best left-handed bat in the conference.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very impressive considering some guys that are hitting left-handed in the conference. Uh, let's see, what else, what else, what else? You know, you played a three in the bottom of the seventh, and then by that point,
1: Gage Wood is pitching. That dude hit so many batters. There were three hit-by-pitches in that inning.
0: That was a bad inning for Tennessee's. Uh, Shout-out to, shout to Kendall Diggs, in?
1: by the way. It was um, Kirk. Yeah, Cannon Sewell. Yeah. Shout-out to to Kendall Diggs, by the way, for beating out an infield single with two outs because that, A, extended the lead, and, B, gave Caleb Calley a chance to tack on another run two batters later.
0: Yeah, so Sewell, uh, he did have the play where he threw over to, was it Stovall at first? He kept throwing over to Stovall because Stovall had just got hit on hit on the leg. Or what? Yes, and, and then he and threw so over to third. He right? So, like, he did the fake throw to first, turns around, and tries to throw to third. Third baseman's not even covering the bag. John and Bolton's scampers home. John Bolton scores, and it's just like an ultimate, like, what are you doing, Tennessee?
1: What? What happened?
0: happened? No, that, but that was like a, a great, you know, that really summed up Tennessee's weekend in the field, right? Like, they just yeah. had a really bad weekend.
1: Yeah, and, and let's not forget that, you know, Caleb Callaghan, we We talk about this the the whether it should have been a hit or an error or not. Caleb Kelly uh, in the fifth credited for an e seven he hit that ball one hundred six miles an hour to the warning track yeah
0: um David Horn was not happy about that he one. he was not happy
1: about that one that was i I mean I wanted the the response he gave after that, but I also secretly wanted him to say that uh, yeah. anyway uh that went down in his under run. so the first two games, Tennessee committed five errors, and they paid for pretty much all of them.
0: Yeah, Uh, and shout out to, like, all of the Tennessee beat writers and Twitter accounts that were saying that Tennessee just gave the game away. Like, I get it, you make errors, like, that happens. But to say that Tennessee gave the game away and, and Tennessee lost that game rather than Arkansas won that game, you cannot tell me that Arkansas didn't go out there and win three games this weekend. Arkansas was the better team every single game. And it was it was pretty clear in my opinion, right?
1: I would say so. I mean I think I think two things can be true at the same time.
0: But but to I mean I, I that's but that's all I saw from some from you know some specific people. I'm not gonna name drop, but like it was literally every tweet after every game was Tennessee once again gives the game away. I don't know, man. I mean like Arkansas's pitchers threw really well. Arkansas had you know timely hits at times that they needed it esp-
1: except for Sunday like
0: Sunday they you know kind of you know squandered a couple opportunities but well, they still they still scored 7
1: runs that's that's what happens when you go up 6-0 in the first two yeah. innings you can you can you know fail to yeah. punch in a few more and it'll be okay
0: yeah so uh and then of course Gage Woods
1: performance i mean he was just incredible um 6 Ks 6 Ks he he and Hagen together in 6 innings in in their two saves struck out 13 batters yeah that was crazy they got eighteen uh, outs.
0: It it was tough for Gage because he he had two outs in the in the top of the ninth and then freaking Christian Scott has a thirteen pitch at bat and fouls off seven balls.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. He also threw three wild pitches in that inning. Yeah, well let's see how many how many pitches did he throw
0: before he threw a ball in this? One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven pitches before he threw a ball.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. I remember he, like he kept throwing wild pitches and I'm like, geez, that's not ball four?
0: Yeah. No, the, so the wild pitches were like the only thing that you could, you know, say was bad about Gage Woods' outing. But um, I was very impressed with it.
1: Arkansas gets the win. that Secure the series win on Saturday. Going so into Sunday. That's the first time since the Auburn series opening weekend that they had not played a rubber match. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, going into Sunday, I'm going to be honest. Like I felt like Tennessee was probably going to, you know, come out. Get a win because that's kind of what they've done all year is yeah. lose the series and then go off in game three.
1: I mean, look at look at the last two weeks alone against top five opponents in LSU and Florida, um, yeah. and I think I remember seeing a stat on the broadcast before, uh, before the first game started. It's like Tennessee and their losses is averaging two and a half runs per game or something like that, and that's what we saw in all three games, and they probably double digit in their wins. So
0: yeah, it's um,
1: a it's a lopsided. Lopsided affair. Mm-hmm. Win big or lose and have a bad weekend at the plate. Okay. Sunday's game. Uh you mentioned the
0: six runs there in the in the first two innings. Uh Arkansas did start Ben Bybee on the mound. I thought Bybee threw well. Um, you know, Dylan Carter comes out. He inherited runners, I believe, because that's how Bybee got the two earned runs added to his name. Yeah, hit
1: by pitch, walk, both scored on a two-out single by Jared Dickey. So that and that was the only scoring. Correct for for Tennessee. So and they didn't have multiple men on the bases until the ninth when Christian Fouch had to pick Dylan Carter up.
0: Yeah, so it's like I Arkansas, you know. Just another example of these these arms stepping up. So, Ben Bybee, freshman, steps up in the start, like gets the job done for the most part. He got basically what you ex- would expect. I think he
1: did more than what you would expect from Ben Bybee. Uh, Dylan, that, was, that was his longest outing since March 21st against Southeast Missouri State.
0: Yeah, and and then Dylan Carter comes out gives his longest outing of the season. Uh, and shout out to Christian Fouch for saving Dylan Carter's
1: line. I mean, strikeout against pinch hitter Griffin Merritt, who's one of the most powerful bats on uh, on the Volunteers. Pop up Jared Dickey, who had hurt you for two um, solo shots to lead off games, and and the only two runs earlier in the game. And then hats off to Peyton Stovall too for making that last play to uh, to seal the save for for or not save it wasn't the save situation but seal the ninth.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, the three runs in the first and the second, then Tavian Josenberger has a solo shot in the bottom of the sixth just for a little
1: bit of extra insurance, and that was it. Brady Slavens had a couple at-bats with, uh, with the bases loaded, mm-hmm. drove in four, sack fly, bases clearing triple. Yeah, shout-out to Brady Slavens for <laughs> really getting that triple in. <laughs> what, what did he say? I transcribed this part. Um, I think it was Bob Holt who asked him, you know, what were you looking for um, on, the, on the triple? And he said, uh, "Well, you know, he was he was starting out all the lefties with a breaking ball, and so I thought it might be a good idea to jump on it first pitch." <laughs> he doesn't have much to say.
0: <laughs> no, that, no offense to Brady Slavens, but uh, I I don't know, man. I I I almost thought that he was being like he was purposely just not answering questions so he doesn't have to talk to the media. Turns out that's just Brady Slavens, which you know, if that's you, that's you. But uh, you know. It, from a media perspective, it's tough when guys don't say a lot because you got to write stories. So correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brady Slavin's had a big day on Sunday, uh, for RBI. So big time. Let's uh, let's transition though to weekend
1: MVPs. Weekend MVPs. Shall we? Shall we? Let's shall. Yes. Um, man, it's a it's honestly a tough choice at the plate this weekend because Arkansas just didn't have that many hits. I mean, you look at the box scores seven. On, uh, on Friday, four when they scored six runs on Saturday and, and eight on, on Sunday so it's, you know, nobody really jumps off the page here but uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to go with Tavian Josenberger. Josenberger. I think that makes the most sense to me um, Walk and a stolen base were, were honestly pretty big on, on Sunday to lead it off because Peyton Stovall was not having a great weekend and he was able to poke a, a single just into the outfield and score him um, walked again in the second, scored again in the second, and then the home run, of course, he had two home runs on the weekend. Mm-hmm. We talked about that play where he uh, drew an 11 pitch walk, stole second and then scored on jay Borfin's home run so uh, yeah he was he was making things happen also big sack bunt there in the seventh on Saturday when he that um, ended up leading to John Bolton scoring from third on that wild wild throw so let's go with Tavian Joe'ssburg.
0: Okay, um, five
1: runs led the team. That's that's the key stat there.
0: Yeah, this is you know, I I I want to go with Jace Borfin, you know, because the two home runs, of course, he's Jace Borfin. He did strike out five times though, including three times on Sunday. He had the two home runs though, three RBI. I think Ben McLaughlin deserves a shout out though. I I think I think that's a good call. Ben McLaughlin led the team with four hits. It was his first time to hit since when Robert. When's the last time Ben McLaughlin? Well, he got an he got at bat in the in the midweek. Oh, okay, right. But like for him to start all three games at, at, at DH, you know, coming back from the the what MCL I think it was meniscus. Meniscus. He uh, he
1: he drove in his first run on Saturday since since the play that he tore his meniscus on. Yeah. Because remember he he rounded first base and that was it. Um. So Again. yeah, I mean, and and the, another thing about McLaughlin too is that I'm pretty sure he got yanked in all three games
0: he did cuz he would get they on the pinch runner and they
1: had a pinch run
0: for him uh, he did have that he had a triple right on on sunday he did have a triple and
1: i can't believe he didn't score
0: the thing is if that was just about anybody but maybe brady
1: slavins they probably score well i i wasn't so much talking about the oh, speed it like score like, because he it was like a leadoff triple, triple yeah and he didn't score like that, oh, you, that, what that's you're more saying. like what the guys it. i thought you were saying score doing. on the play no.
0: maybe if it's a faster guy
1: I mean, maybe if it's, if it's Josenberger, maybe Joseberger, if it's Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. Bolton stole a couple bags this weekend. That's one of the things we didn't talk about is they yeah. stole so many bases this weekend.
0: Hey, base running by Arkansas this weekend was impressive. How many bases did they stole? Two, three, four, five, six, seven,
1: eight, nine. Nine stolen bases. And they should have had ten, really. Because, I mean, they did have ten, and then Bolton came off the back there. Right. In, right. in whatever inning it was. Um, okay. Okay. Weekend MVP on the mound. Lead it off. I'm
0: gonna. I mean, I I I let I let it off with with Gage Wood, but I gotta take Hagen Smith because that was that was probably the best I've seen Hagen Smith since he's been at Arkansas. He was just lights out. I mean, it was very very impressive. Three innings, gave up one hit, no walks, seven strikeouts. He was he was just lights out, incredible. It was tough that you know you bring him in for those three innings and he was done for the weekend, but it turns out you didn't need him. So
1: right. Yeah, that's a heck of a line right there. Um I think my answer might be unconventional, might not be what you're expecting, but um I gotta give it to Will McIntyre here. Um Big Mac. Big Mac. I was I was uh I was not sure what we were gonna see out of him, you know. I don't know if Dave Van Horn was either. We got a, a TBA in the in the Saturday spot which had been his for what, three weeks.
0: Which by the way, like it was McIntyre
1: all along though. Yeah. Um it, and especially with the way things turned out for him, silly to consider anybody else really. Yeah. Um, like I said, the way the way he settled down after the first to to you know keep keep the lead intact, um, it was it was really important for him. I mean, it, it it had been a while since since he pitched that well, and he he pitched that well again. Quality start. You know, you you take those every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, that uh, that was that was a very pleasant uh, sight for for Van Horn and company to get six out of your starter on Saturday, against Chase Dolander too. Yeah, yeah. T- to to outdo Chase Dolander, I mean, he didn't really think much of it in the press conference, but you know, even if even if the Tennessee righty is struggling, that's that's very impressive in my book. Also
0: worth mentioning, Darren McFadden was in the house on Saturday. He was. That was pretty. That. Was, How about no love for
1: Felix Jones though? I mean, yeah, he was right F- next to him.
0: Felix Jones was there. It was it was kinda crazy Jeremy Fadden was sitting like seven feet away from me. That's so. pretty surreal.
1: Um, honestly. Anyways,
0: uh let's uh let's wrap it up here. So moving forward, you got UCA on
1: Tuesday, the Conway boys who made, beat Vanderbilt. We that they they made a big deal in the in the postgame about how UCA beat Vanderbilt earlier this year.
0: Yeah, no, uh UCA's not gonna beat Arkansas. I'm gonna go and tell you that right now. There no you, no way. Uh and, then, and and if
1: they do, it doesn't matter.
0: If they do, it doesn't matter. Uh, and then you get Georgia for a Thursday through Saturday series. I want to mention this, though. I mean, like, it's honestly been no fun trolling Tennessee because the fans are just quiet. It's like they've gone back into, you know, not under, not realizing they have a baseball team, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ryan sort of hit on this on the last episode, but it's like, you know, the the team's just not as as dominant as it was last year, and... You know, you can't really play the villain if if you're not number one. Yeah, I mean, if you get swept by
0: Arkansas, you know, you can't talk that much trash. I've seen some good memes, but it's like it's not fun because nobody's interacting with it except also, for Arkansas fans.
1: Also, I think, you know, with with Dave kind of debunking the whole beef with Vitello situation, yeah. you know, it's it's less of a storyline. But
0: yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know it. I do want to mention it was kind of uh, an, an unfortunate turnout from Arkansas fans. Like, yeah, there were a good amount of fans there this weekend, like 33,000-plus, I think. Uh, and shout-out to all the people that showed up. But you would think for a series that was this highly anticipated that it would be, you know, those sell-out crowds that you've seen at Baumwalker Stadium. I mean, it's April. The The red-white scrimmage was on Saturday. It was great weather all weekend. I it was It was pretty interesting to see – that, you know, there were open seats. They didn't sell it out. I mean, I don't know. It it, it just felt kind of weird.
1: Yeah, and I mean, look look at what Mississippi State did this week. Uh, they were hosting Ole Miss, two of the worst teams in in the division, um, in the conference, really. And they set an NCAA attendance record with sixteen plus thousand. Yeah. I know they have a greater capacity, but um,
0: I don't know. It's it is it is weird because it's it's not like Arkansas is in Tennessee's spot where it's like. You're you just got swept, you know. You're on the decline right now. Things aren't going well. It's like for Arkansas, you're leading the SEC West. You just swept Tennessee, who you know has been the team that you probably don't like the most over the past three years, even though you've only had two series against them now. And you, I don't know, man. I I don't want to speak for Arkansas fans, and you know I don't want the people who were there to be upset because it's like you know shout out to you for showing up, but it just felt weird. It felt like there weren't. There wasn't as much excitement. There were some good moments this weekend. I, I don't know. It just felt weird.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, like I remember from that 2021 season, when, when the SID would read the attendance figure, it was always the same number because it was always capacity. Yeah. It was three different numbers this week.
0: All right. Uh, well, that's all we got for you. We'll have an episode on Thursday. I don't know if I'm going to be on that. Cabo. Might have Cabo. Oh, Cabo. Yeah, we are going to have KBO on. Uh, Kevin Bohannon, we'll have him on. Uh, potentially a player, we'll see. Um, but that's going to do it for us on the Diamond Hogs Podcast live from Baumwalker Stadium, where Arkansas swept Tennessee this weekend.
1: You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Chote Mason and at DRStew32.